with episode nine odd numbers <laughs> what's on the that's the task list for today the task, the list? task list well i woke up that so i feel like i've already won i feel like i've already completed my task list for today but you're here and today we're talking about we're talking about things we were forced to do as a child just like you forced me to introduce <laughs> the topic <laughs> So things we were forced to do as a child. I feel like every, it's a very, uh, I mean, keeping with the theme of our entire podcast, it's a very shared experience. You are, There are things growing up that every single one of us is forced to do against our will. It doesn't matter how free range you are as a child, how feral you are. There are things you are forced to do as a child that you do not want to do. So how far back are we going? Oh, we can go back as, as far as you need to. Okay. Well, I feel like the first one I can really think about, really remember, is my parents forced me to do dance and cheerleading, which is quite funny because I am the worst dancer and could care less about cheering for literally anything. But how old were you? I see this is hard. I don't because it, it's know. different for me. It's different whenever I hear someone and they're like, I, I was in dance as a kid. And I'm like, you were in seventh grade. You were dancing. No. Way to go. And then people are like, I was in pageants at two years old. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, never, hair. I, <laughs> I never had the high hair. No, so you light up my life. <laughs> I did not have the blushed out cheeks and the blue eyeshadow. Okay. No, but I do I do know that I did have very heavy makeup doing some kind of jazz performance to walk like an Egyptian at four years old. Do you still know it? I mean, I know the general thing they made us do, which is just what you would imagine. Close your eyes and sing, walk like an Egyptian, and do the first thing that comes to your mind. That's what we did. And also, now that you've done it, you need to go look at yourself because that, my friends, is racist. Yes, I know. <laughs> I was imitating the dance routine that we were given as four-year-olds. Oh, it was me. awful. Trust me, the amount of shows that I had to choreograph are songs that I'm singing, and I'm like, I need a, I need a movement example that would go with this, and if it's anything remotely Egyptian-looking, those little walk like an Egyptian hands are coming out. And I'm like, let's probably not. Yeah. It, yeah. It's awful. It's terrible. So, I think, continue. I think about it often, often, probably at least once a week. So let's cut it out America. Cause cat is just thinking yeah. about it way too much. Yeah. Make it stop. No, I specifically remember, and I don't know if it was this particular, that particular dance. Cause I feel like my parents made me do it for a few years. Mm -hmm. Um, just hoping and crossing their fingers that it would stick. And I would just turn into just an old, good old American girl doing cheerleading and dance. Did um, you twirl? No, okay. I never twirled. I feel like that's the defining moment. Like if you start to twirl the baton, then we're like, oh, okay, we but, lost her. Okay, but you know what? If I had, think of all of the things I could do with a bow staff if I had twirled. Oh. <sighs> Martial arts, we're coming back to that. Yeah. No, um, but I have a very vivid memory of being dressed in in this jazz um, uniform, midriff showing as a four-year-old, 
crying backstage because I did not want to go on stage. And my dad bribing me saying he's going to take me to McDonald's if I got out on that stage. I know choice now. I mean, it is. Do I dig my heels in or do I cave for the McDonald's? I know I caved. I don't remember if I got the McDonald's. Oh, see, that's that's the worst. Is like it is as a kid bribe me, but follow through. Uh, Please. Now I have trust. Yes. (gasps) That's where they stemmed from. (laughs) (laughs) From dance and Mickey D's. Yep. So, yeah, for me, the earliest one I can remember is dance and cheerleading. Earliest. I, I probably would say the earliest would be going, well, no, I was in Boy Scouts pretty late. Uh, Boy Scouts was one for me, but like in high school, uh, I actually kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you would be... Only in the in the sense of I, I hated going to the meetings. Mm-hmm. It was after school. It was late. It wasn't like right after school, stay after for an hour. It was at 7.30. We have to get in the car to give up our entire evening to go and drop you off by the graveyard. <laughs> Because we were in a shack by a graveyard. Survival. We did some things in that graveyard that probably, I looking back, I'm like, yeah, that was really disrespectful to the people that lived there. How scandalous. Because <laughs> we would play, like, capture the flag, and we're like, okay, we well, y'all get the grave. Over the bodies? <laughs> Sometimes. Over their dead bodies? <laughs> I'm telling you, my, my childhood, I was not smart. I was just doing things and hoping that the world would catch up to me. Yeah, I'm learning. No, uh... In Boy Scouts, it was fun because, like, the badges. Not the collecting. Like, I didn't really care about collecting them, but I got it. I earned it. Mm-hmm. It was, like, the first... It was me being a completionist in the game of life. Oh. I was like, well, if I'm here, I have to catch them all. You're you're finishing all the side quests. That's all that is. Do you... Okay, complete side note. And I'm sorry, we're getting tangential. I thought yesterday... Uh, it made me so happy. It was... If I could describe the perfect existence, because we answered a question about this a couple of episodes Mm -hmm. ago, like the perfect life, the perfect day, I would just be giving side quests, not taking them, giving them. So you would be the person setting up, what is it called? Those, um, uh, geocaching. Geocaching. So you're just hiding geocaches. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got so freaking elated. I was like, I could just like, anytime I see anybody and have an encounter instead of just saying hi and like letting it be, I was like, I can say hello traveler. And then just like start. <laughs> can you do the walk? The or- <laughs> I'm glitching. I'm glitching. And like my torso is going contorted from my lower half. But no, I was like, I really like that idea of just giving out side quests, but that's what Boy Scouts was. Mm-hmm. It was completing side quests. Well, and in doing that, you would be forcing that person to do something they didn't want to do exactly. as well. <laughs> well, and that was the thing is like, I didn't want to be there. I had to find something to enjoy being there. Mm-hmm. And I did. It was yeah. collecting items until, cause I had to stay in. My mom said I had to be in there. And my dad was really like, this is outdoorsy. It'll give you some stuff. And it was fun. But <laughs> I ended up being the head boy scout. I don't know what they're called. You were head boy? I I was head boy. (laughs) I didn't run for office. I was chosen. And I was Mr. Like rebellious in that. Rebellious in. Rebellion. Rebellion is what I'm looking for. The rebellion of boy scouts. Because we had to dress in those khaki shorts Mm -hmm. with the... The pleats? The pleated khaki shorts with With the the knee-high green, like... Burnt avocado outside green. 
What does a burnt avocado look like? I don't know, but that's what I imagine. <laughs> it's just a really weird color green. And then, like, the little boutonniere tie mm-hmm. thing. It, like, I hated it. So when it was days of, you must wear your A uniform, sure enough, I was showing up in jeans and a and a tee, <laughs> <laughs> all rebellious. And You cropped your, yeah. your Boy Scout <laughs> uniform. <laughs> I made it into a little halter, like... From the get-go, I was like, no, I will I will look fabulous and we'll make this work. It was that scene. Oh, oh no, we're going to get off topic again. No, but uh, Troop Beverly Hills, that's where I was Yes. Going. But no, I, I hated it and they elected me to be the head person, of which I was, and quit. I got to the, oh. the last thing I had to do was my Eagle Project. And I got right to it and went, no. No. <laughs> make them love you and make them miss you. <laughs> but that was my experience with being in Boy Scouts when it wasn't really what I wanted at the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like the next like thing, I will say, I don't think my parents really forced me to do a lot growing up. There was a lot of things I really wanted to do. And I think I just lost interest in things quickly and they were of the mindset of, no, you chose this, you're going to stick it out. So it felt like they were forcing me to do things, but in reality, I chose to do a lot of those things. Like like practicing piano. Like, I wanted to learn how to play the piano. I sure as hell didn't want to sit at the piano for 45 minutes every day with a timer running while I was crying, doing scales. No, ma'am, I did not want to do that. <laughs> Apart from that last part, that that's like a dream for me. I, sitting and doing stuff like that, ugh. See, like now I think about it, I think now I would really like it. But as a kid, so take when everybody, oh, I should. I probably won't because I don't have the time right now. I have a piano right there, two rooms down. Yes, I know. Just learn to play the piano here. We are busy, Michael. Stay on topic. <laughs> Our next episode is Cat Playing Scales. Dun, 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 dun. It's going to be awful. So um, I, I want to throw this out there because I, I always want to make sure that uh, I'm, I'm giving fair justice to our mm-hmm. families. I don't know about you. I would, I would kind of surmise. My family, I was blessed. My, oh, my parents, so blessed. And I want to give a big shout out because I, I do want to give credit every time I can. My parents gave so much mm-hmm. to make sure that I had as many opportunities to yeah. do stuff as I wanted. And I am very grateful for that. Even going in the ones that I didn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, I still got something from that yeah. that I use. But I, I want to make sure that's on record. Like, I am very, mm-hmm. very privileged. Oh, absolutely. Experiences. Yeah. My parents... Um, so, the the one thing that I can really think of that I was like, no, I don't want to do it, and I kicked and screamed the whole time, is the dance and the cheerleading. But piano, I wanted to be in. My parents got me into piano. Later on, when I was in middle school, high school, I wanted to learn to play clarinet. They paid to let me learn how to play clarinet. I was awful, but... I did lessons for a little bit. They put me in every sport I wanted. Like, they really did give me every opportunity. What sport are you laughing at? No, 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 no. Keep going. Um, But I will say, I think they really did. They were of the mindset of, you chose this, you're going to stick it out. Almost to a point where I'm like, now I hate this thing that could have been just a fun hobby. Now I hate it. You're like, now I'm not doing this 
just in Out of spite. Yeah. yeah. And as a seven-year-old... The power. The power. <laughs> That's so hard to navigate. You don't know you're doing things out of spite. Yeah. You just know you're mad. Mm-hmm. There's a surge of energy I have. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> no, uh, when the sport that was making me giggle because uh, it was another one. I'm, I'm, I love athletic things. I don't like playing in competitive leagues of anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the competition. Like, we did, a, uh, there was a time we were in the volleyball team. Yeah. And it was rough com- sets. Rough sets. Sets on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> we we were, like, competitive where we wanted to win. But when we weren't winning and we were up against, like, someone way outside of our caliber, we were just it's like... It's just fun. Let's just play. Oh, that we broke a rule? It's okay. You'll try again. Like, we just wanted to play. Yeah. I had to be in in a sport. That was the big rule of my household is you have, no matter what, mm-hmm. you choose the sport you want, you have to be in it because we have to see you in physical activity and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I was in baseball and I wasn't bad, but I wasn't good. <laughs> Not because I just didn't want to be good. I enjoyed playing, but I, whatever. There was nothing enjoyable about being in the sun covered in grass. Dirty. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, I also was, well, t-ball before I was in softball. My parents tell me all of the t- all the time that they would yell at me at being in the outfield because I was either picking cherries. Yeah. Not cherries. Cherries. <laughs> no, picking flowers or... But now I see you in the field, sure. like, picking a cherry tree <laughs> in right field. Because I know that's where we were. That's where I No, but I you was. know what was just as delicious? Chewing on my leather glove. <laughs> yeah, you get that good spot, that good spot yeah. right in the nook. Yep, as a four-year-old, that's... That's what it was. It was a coping mechanism. You gotta chew it on was. something. I was anxious, I didn't have now I know. Chew. <laughs> I get that after the game. Sorry, go on. Baseball. No, I was in baseball, and I was decent. But once we went to, like, self-pitch, I remember what... I can't remember what team I was on, but I do remember who it was. You're getting a call out. Welcome to the show. So, Cade Clark. He was great. (laughs) But, like, he was pretty decent as a pitcher. But I was his first person to pitch against, because I was just like, let's go up pegged me right in the side of my head. And we didn't have helmets in this team at that point. There was no helmet. So I got dinged in my left ear. Is that the day you quit? That was the day I quit. It was the day the baseball died. (laughs) I could have been an all-star. But Kane Clark... He Simon birched your ass! (laughs) No, but I I didn't really care at that point. I wasn't dying to play. But we go... I get, like, my dad comes and picks me up, and I remember my dad, <laughs> I will never forget this, instead of my dad being like, oh my gosh, let, we're going to take care of you, what, what happened? That hurt. He goes, oh, go ahead and just uh, walk around the park. <laughs> walk it off! <laughs> so that's what I did for the rest of practice, because my dad was also coaching. That was the next thing I was going to ask you. Did your parents coach yes. your teams? My Mine dad, did too. Not all the time, though. But my dad was coaching, and so he felt like an obligation to keep the practice going. I get that as a teacher. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> walk it off, kid. But I was the kid, <laughs> and I will never forget how funny it was <laughs> to be like, my dad just said, don't play anymore. Go for a walk. <laughs> 
and he saved my day. <laughs> Sat you out. No, my parents coached me when I played basketball, uh, t-ball, softball, and I'm not gonna lie, them coaching had its perks. Guess who made all-star team every time? <laughs> <laughs> and the upwards basketball champions. <laughs> oh my god. I like that was a memory like I really like locked away like being on all-star team. Being the worst player on the all-star team. You got that all-star every trophy. Year. You got that I trophy. Did. I got the extra jersey, got the extra games, got to go on trips for the t- the tournaments. Oh, good times. So I also played basketball. Mhm. Cuz when I gave up the dream of baseball, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I Did guess. you want to play basketball? Kind of. Uh, it was more like out of all the choices here, I could play tennis, which now I'm like, I should have played tennis. Mm. It was like, you can go play tennis, which was not like as prestigious, I guess. And I was like, I don't know if I want to jump into something like that. And then uh, basketball was opening up and I was like, well, I, I, I can run. I'm not super fast, but I can run. And basketball is just running back and forth. Just don't give me the ball. <laughs> so I went and did... Uh, I went and did the tryouts, uh, and I I made <laughs> B team, <laughs> which I love that people use that terminology. You, you made, made the B, the B team. team. No, I just was in the B team. No, you just didn't make I the didn't real make the, team. <laughs> so I remember going to B team games, and there were other people there who were on the B team who were real like they wanted to really play, mm-hmm. and I didn't. So I would come in every morning and do the drills. It was a mess. I remember one team, uh, the Baytown Christian Academy, when we played them, made fun of us. BCA? <laughs> BCA. BCA. Because <laughs> that also was uh, problematic. Yeah. But um, they made fun of us. The Christians <laughs> made fun of us. Hey, speaking from experience, Christians are brutal. I was brutal. <laughs> But I found a way out of that one too, though. First time, had to like I was like I'm done with this. I we were going and I was like just stay close. You're the post. I'm the five foot two post. <laughs> so I'm like just stay there. If the ball goes up, we're all to go up. And I was like you go up, but just enough. <laughs> so the tiptoes, <laughs> no jumping allowed. So everybody jumped. They're all going for it. In my head, like, the cameras are flashing. I'm getting, like, the... Yeah. But I stay low, and I kind of curl up, and then everybody falls, but I fall lower. (laughs) And I faked an injury. Amazing. I gave a Meryl Streep You flopped on your own team. That's amazing. I'm on the ground, fully, like, my ankle. (laughs) My ankle... Somebody must have jumped on my ankle. Oh, no. <laughs> so That's awful. Didn't have to play anymore. Like, looking back, I probably should have just gone to my parents and been like, hey. I don't want to play. Oh, you're going to have to understand. <laughs> I don't want to play. I think they did. I really do. And I, I wish they would. We, we should probably talk about this one day. I think they did know. That, you've, that it was fake? Because that was also, yeah. <laughs> that was also the day or like the time when they were like, you know, he is doing okay in choir. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a different maybe, path for maybe, him. Maybe the arts is calling. <laughs> that is hilarious. 
Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I don't think I ever faked an injury like that to get out of anything like that. But what I did fake is um, when my parents were very big on us going to church every Sunday, I would lock my door and pretend I was asleep and pretend they could not wake me. Which now I look back, I'm like, ooh, got him. <laughs> like, they knew I was awake. Like, I mean, it's 1 p.m. I'm not asleep. She must be really, really tired. She's so tired. <laughs> no, yeah, that's really the only other thing I can think of. Or I would be like, I have a lot of homework. I don't think I can go to youth group tonight. <laughs> uh, Trig's really, really getting rough. Oh, no. <sighs> Math from a Christian perspective is really just oh, throwing me off. <laughs> oh, my. That's another thing. That whole school, my whole schooling is something I was forced to do as a child. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that experience. And I, I, I'm... I'm equal parts like I would never want to know that experience, but I'm also like it probably is an interesting perspective on things. It definitely is. It's I will say it's a great conversation starter when you're ready to have that conversation because you definitely don't lead with, hey, I was in a cult adjacent group for most of my childhood. <laughs> Two truths that apply. <laughs> she never loses. Yeah. All right, so stand up and say something interesting about yourself. That's not where I go. <laughs> but it definitely, I do think it does give me a little bit of a different perspective when people are talking about upbringings. And even when people now talk about, like, this is completely off topic of what we're talking about, but like the topic of school choice. Like, it really makes me think of, like, no, you really do need to think about the place that you're sending your children to school because there's a lot of things beyond just public school or private school. There's a lot of private schools that are not real schools. No matter how much they tell you they are real schools or no no matter how much <laughs> they, like kind of market themselves they're not real schools they're not accredited there's no sex ed there's no real history there's no real science you graduate not knowing how to learn and really not having learned anything which one day we will actually have an education episode where we'll talk about like mm -hmm. educational expertise and stuff yeah because there's a lot of that of like there is and i honestly yeah. i feel like i can talk for hours about it and i feel comfortable talking about it and I think that's something that we'll probably get to eventually both of us feeling comfortable talking about it or finding a way well, yeah. for us to feel comfortable talking about it what I love about it is it's going to come down to us of, uh, because we're looking at it from two opposite lenses which mm -hmm. kind of ends up being how that's kind of how we, we talk are. about everything it's always yeah. like well I see it from this mm -hmm. and you usually see it from a very different perspective but it's I, I'm, I'm excited I'm excited to kind of yeah. run these but getting back to mm -hmm. the failures of childhood. The failures, the things we were forced to do. Just... Swim team. I wish. I wish I could have been on swim team. I wish that My I parents would... forced me to not be on swim team. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I just know. kidding. <laughs> I wish that I would have known that medically... The reason why I struggle to breathe is because one side of my nose is completely kind of sh caved in shut. <laughs> so I've just kind of coped with it my whole life. But it made swimming 
so hard. I and, can't even imagine. But I loved swimming. Except, at that point in my life, my body, whenever, I, I had to be in middle school. Yeah. Maybe. Yes, I was in middle school. My body was at a weird hormonal state. As most <laughs> as, of us were. As, as per usual. But I, anytime, if I took off clothes and I was in something revealing and it was the slightest bit cold, mm-hmm. I was going to pee. It's time oh, for your radiation. Not where I thought you were going, but okay. <laughs> no, it's time for your radiation. <laughs> yeah, not that. It's completely different. So I remember my stomach would be so agitated because I'd be nervous. Mm-hmm. I was a bigger kid. So my Speedo did not fit in a way that I thought I was going to look. <laughs> but I remember going and getting up on the little jump pad, whatever it is. I'm trying to get into the, the hollowed shape, you know, make the paddleboard. Make the paddle, yeah, make the paddleboard with your fingers, arch your back, make the C, and just fall in. Then we're going to dive in, that kind of stuff. I would be there holding my paddleboard because I didn't have the form yet. <laughs> so I'm holding a real paddleboard. paddleboard and... I'm just like, I'm going to start peeing. I'm going to start peeing. And I peed. <laughs> Straight up peed. And I was like, well, I'm jumping in the water. So, I mean, we're going to be okay. It's fine. It's fine, everybody. Everybody, it's fine. I'm going in the water. Don't look away. <laughs> look, aw- look away. Now, part of me is like, oh, that was just a one-time event. No, no. <laughs> it was- Your body learned. This you get up pee. there, you pee. <laughs> so to all of the Baytown minnows, whatever we were called. Minnows. I don't remember what they were called. <laughs> the barracudas, whatever we were. Uh, I apologize. And if you feel like <laughs> you, I, you deserve some kind of recompense, we're here for you on Notable Niche. <sighs> yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> No, you are. I think I'm going to stay out of this one. (laughs) I really, like, I hated being in things. And if I didn't want to be in there, I was like, my body would just reject it. Yeah. My body did not want to swim. I mean, it it was telling you. It was sending you very clear messages. Well, hopefully. Hopefully you were hydrated enough for it to send you clear messages. (laughs) That choir flyer magically, like, floats into Mm -hmm. the room. And 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 I'm like, oh, this is it. And then float away. Yeah. And that was the dream. I mean, that was it the all dream. There. <laughs> so you have sports. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you were like, oh, this this took up way too much time of my childhood? I mean, really, it was just, I mean, I loved the sports. The, the, the sports that I was in, I really did. Um, I really, it was just like the church thing. And when I was really little, the dance and cheerleading, that's really it. Like, like I said, I really wasn't forced to do a lot. Um, yeah, I, I do feel like my parents really did try to put me in things that they knew I would enjoy. Um, or I said that I would enjoy. It was my own fault if I didn't know myself well enough. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to flip this. Mm -hmm. What is it that you really wanted to be in? theater I didn't have anywhere to like be in theater like there was no I mean the school I was at they did like one theater production whatever production is a big word but one play um and I 
none of my friends were, were going to be in it. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. Um, I do remember when I was like, I feel like I was like nine or 10. My parents did put me in like a small little like community theater class, but there wasn't like a, there wasn't like a <laughs> big thing. Um, did you and go to the show? Yes. What was your show? I have to know. Okay. Tell me who you were. And what was the general premise okay, of the show? Okay, I'm really embarrassed. Oh about no, this. we're gonna have two of these go. <laughs> okay, no, so ours wasn't um, like an actual show. We had to write like and put together our own. So it was a bunch of nine year olds putting together a story. Cisco, Eber already. All I remember, all I remember, is we were somehow like camping or something in the story and. We all started chanting and holding torches and saying, beware of the chicken, beware of the chicken, beware of the chicken. I have no idea what else the story was about. That's an American horror story right there. I know. It's Roanoke. They stole that from us. <laughs> These nine-year-olds. <laughs> Brian Murphy, you owe them a check. Um, so that, but what's even more embarrassing about that is that our parents came in watch that. And my parents never put me in theater again. Mm. And you know what? Based on that... I think they made the right choice. No. no. <laughs> well, based on the output of that particular class. Oh, got it. <laughs> I do think they made the right financial decision. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> I, I really wanted to play volleyball. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have, boys were not allowed to at our school. So it was like, there's not a boys team. And there's no such thing as a boys team in schools anywhere. So yeah. you don't have anybody to play with. And now... My TikTok is nothing but volleyball. Men's volleyball, Men's volleyball is so intense. And I'm like, oh, now all of a sudden it's a thing. And I'm like, oh, but I really. Now we're play. breaking gender stereotypes. Yeah, now. <laughs> so, but no, seriously, like, that was the, like, the one thing that I really wanted to play out of all sports. I wanted to play that. I wanted to play the piano. But that was a lot to ask for. So I got a couple lessons and that was it. And I really desperately wanted to dance. Mm-hmm. Like, I my sister, I remember her trying to teach me how to, like, do generic hip dances for the 90s mm-hmm. so that I, whenever I'd go to a party, I could dance. That was a fun lesson in itself. Very memorable and awkward. But, like, from that moment, I was like, oh, whenever people would have a birthday party, they wanted to go to a, it was a dance party. Mm-hmm. I was excited to dance. And nobody was dancing yeah and I was always that like I wish that I wish that people would just dance because then I could dance not thinking that like I could you go could out be the one dance. to yeah. dance I have I was like someone come out here and save this day for me I only get one night out a week it's Saturday <laughs> let's yeah. let's dance but I did not get into it mm. I could have had a whole different life but I've seen you dance now and I feel like oh, you yeah. you dance with so much passion and I love watching, like, videos of you dance. I could have technique. That's what I, I once again, collecting. Mm-hmm. I, I can collect dance styles. The technique is what I wish I had. True. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm. All right. Well, now that we've now talked about things we wish we had, should we get into some of these questions and hopefully Wrap bring our spirits up. back up? Wrap it up. <laughs> 
All right. Okay. Before we like really look at these questions, let's make a call. Do you think these are going to be happy questions or sad questions? Well, typically what happens in every time we do this, it's the opposite of what our topic has turned into. Not what it's supposed to be, Mm -hmm. but yeah. So I think we're going to end happy. Okay. We're doing the 36 questions to fall in love from the New York Times. And we are... On our last 12 questions, Michael, we are on our last 12 oh, questions. I thought you were going to say rapid fire. No, <laughs> we don't have like, the time. Oh, shit. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> no, uh, we're going to keep it simple just like we have been. We're just going to do two today. Um, so after six more episodes, we will be done. All right. So this first question, make three true we statements each for instance we are both in this room feeling ooh we both were relieved to see each other today a hundred percent yes like i whenever i i was so giddy waiting i felt like a golden retriever at the door waiting (laughs) you looked like a golden retriever (laughs) it was homeward bound and i was the boy and you were shadow like (laughs) why is my leg broken I was like, oh, cat's coming, cat's coming. So, yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, we both are having successful moments at our jobs. Very successful. And I'm, yes, absolutely. It's hard because I also never want to assume your feelings about anything. Oh, my God. Okay, can we talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what I thought. I was like, ooh, but I... It's so hard. Like, I can say, like, what I perceive, but... But who again, am I to tell, who am I to say what you're feeling? This is half of my day. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's just how I think you think. That's how I think. I think you think you think. And then I lose myself. So that's, yeah. that's a spiral. That is my daily <sighs> existence. Next question. Okay. We didn't do the third one. Oh, we statements. Yeah. <laughs> Retract that statement. We. I, no, but it, it is my turn. So we both have been... Content. Absolutely would agree with that. Yeah. I like I feel like just in conversations we've had in the past couple of weeks, we just both are good. We're both fine. We both feel more more like ourselves. Yes. And I didn't know I how it. unlike myself I was feeling for that long. I missed it. Yeah. I missed I missed it for you and I missed it for me. Yeah, like, same. I was like, I, I missed this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the, the just not really not taking things too seriously mm-hmm. and just being like I'm okay with yeah with how things are going yeah absolutely that was fun I like that that I was like that one that made me have to think that scared me a little yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like whoa all right list the three ways you would kill the other like it's real <laughs> it gets real deep and dark sometimes and then we make it all cutesy yeah. and silly. <laughs> Okay, last question for today. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. Oh, I wish I... Say it one more time. I I wish I had someone with whom I could share. I wish I had someone with whom I could share everything. Like, I, I have about four or five people that are, like, my kind of go-to's for different things. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about it like uh, the, the, the Pixar movie uh, Inside Out. Yeah. Where they have like the different lands and it's like by core memories, these are different lands. Yeah. I kind of have that 
that mindset as a friend group where I'm like, oh, this is the person who I go to whenever it's in this realm. This person is who, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like me assigning this is who I can put those trusting things in. That's a part of your five wing. Oh so, my gosh. So, we're t- uh, so when I say that, I am talking about Enneagram numbers, which is something we are yet to talk about. It's probably going to happen next time. Yeah, I think we yes, should. Um, so, I'm an Enneagram five, and we'll get more into that next episode. Um, Michael, you are an Enneagram four. Four. Um, we stare at each other so across that gap. We do. We stare at each other. We're very similar, but also very opposite in a lot of ways. And as a five, I uh, fives tend to compartmentalize their lives, their relationships, their ideas. Um, pretty much they're anything about how they interact with the world. They compartmentalize that. And it's a safety. It's like, it's, uh, how do you call it? It's a defense mechanism. I, mean, I, I have a lot of things mm-hmm. to unpack yeah. in so, about an hour. So like, like I said, uh, that will be a future oh, yeah. episode. Definitely but yeah. No, I completely forgot where this tangent went. Um, you were, that you wanted somebody to share everything. Yeah. Uh, so like whenever you have those different lands, I like, that's how I divide it up, but it doesn't mean that I can only ever talk about certain topics. There's mm-hmm. some that do blend over where I trust more people. I blanket trust. Yeah. But to have one person who it's, I don't have to think about the compartmentalization. I can just bypass that completely and yeah. go full on and then yes. state my what I want. I don't know why that's so hard just to It just it just, just is. to be able to exist and be like this is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Like literally baseline computer code, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. No emotion attached. Mm-hmm. That is really hard for me. Yeah. And as a 4 who just lives in that emotional state constantly, mm-hmm. it's where I'm safest. So getting into that five, I never realized that that's, that is me. I'm, I am leaning that way. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Sorry. What about you? Um, it's hard because I feel like I have, I mean, just like I was saying, I have someone for everything I want to share something with. Like I have someone with whom I, I like to share Games. I have someone that I like to share books with. I have someone that I like to share movies with. I have someone who I like to share my anxieties with. Like, I have a lot of those needs filled right now, which I don't think I ever really thought about until now, which is really comforting um, and kind of goes back to the, like, being content and being okay. Um, I think... Just knowing that all of those needs are filled makes me feel good. Um, So I think I would want to share that feeling with someone else. I would want them to also have that feeling. And I know that's not exactly what the question wanted. No, I think But I think that's that's what I would want. I was going to ask, do you have an awareness of when you are around people who feel that feeling? No. Like, it's, it's something you it's, can't pick it, up? No, it's just an unspoken, like, it would be something, like, I just, I hope this person has that. I don't think there is any way to know that. Yeah, that's why I didn't know, like, if you're like, oh, I, mm-hmm. like, you, there's, in the general senses, I can, you can tell when someone is sad. You yeah. You can tell when someone is feeling Well, angry. and and even then, like, feeling sad. Or some people does, can tell. Doesn't mean 
that you don't have that need filled. It could just mean that something happened yeah. and you're processing through that, which is also okay. Um, which is something I'm also learning. That like working through those things is okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be upset. We shouldn't be like afraid of those feelings. We are definitely doing the Enneagram one next time because I really okay. feel like we just like jumped from our numbers and like high five. I know. It was like like one of those cartoon anime high fives yeah. from from a distant <laughs> slow motion. We catch it in air and there's a little flash Whoa. of light. Yeah. Change direction and yeah, you're we're gonna just take a little trip to each other's side for a little bit. This I'm very excited. I'm excited too. I'm gonna have to like do some deep diving into myself again. Like really like relook into a lot of those things because I know myself really well and I know like why I I identify as a five but knowing like the all of the ins mm-hmm. and outs of, about that number even the things I don't identify with will be excited. interesting I am It'll very be... excited to look into it oh my gosh uh, but you know what if you don't want to listen to that one we're not going to force you because because you're not there you're not there you are your own person <laughs> But I hope you will join us (laughs) next time on Notably Niche.